0: This is the Huddle. Sports, passion, positivity.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Huddle. Here at the Huddle, we like to focus on positive sports chat. We love to hear from sports people about their lives, their careers, and how sport can have a positive impact on our communities. Our names are Elroy. Archie. Otis.
2: And Kingy. Today we are lucky enough to have Sam Derry with us. Sam is a lock for Canterbury in the Bunnings MPC, and he also plays for the Blues in Super Rugby Pacific Competition. He was selected for New Zealand schools, as well as being a New Zealand under-20 trialist. His Super Rugby debut was in 2021. Welcome to the huddle, Sam.
3: Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me.
2: Tell us what growing up was like for you.
3: Um, So I grew up uh, in Christchurch. I was born in Dunedin. I grew up uh, out in West Melton, so... Not on a farm, but we had a wee bit of land. So, um, got three other siblings two older, one younger. So, a really big family um, and a family that was kind of revolved a lot around sport uh, and rugby specifically. Um, I've got two sisters who both played rugby uh, and a brother who also played rugby. Dad played rugby and mum works in rugby. So, wow. Um, surrounded a lot by it growing up. Uh, I think I went to my first rugby game when I was about three months old which I can't remember but I've been shown photos of so um, yeah for as long as I can remember I've kind of been a, been around rugby so that was kind of I guess a wee glimpse of what my upbringing was like.
0: Yeah
1: what what game did they take you to? Uh,
3: it was an All Blacks game I think um, I can't remember who they were playing I've just got a photo of it at home um, I was with mum when she was working there so um, yeah quite funny actually.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> who in your family is your biggest supporter and how do they support you?
3: um i don't think there's any one person to be fair we're, we're quite a close family um a lot of us kids are now kind of scattered around the world but we're all very supportive of each other of each other we keep in touch a lot um but i think probably my parents uh, more than anything mum and dad have always kind of supported me in whatever i do um as i said i was around rugby a lot growing up but they were never kind of Um, force me into anything you know that I didn't want to do so they're always just just helping me um, I guess get the best out of me and then I think more recently my brother as well moving up to Auckland he's been up there as well so um, it's been awesome having him up there and and having him support me up there.
2: Do you guys live together?
3: No we don't actually live together which is quite nice we'd probably (laughs) buddy rip each other's heads off if we did but um, no it's quite nice just being able to go and see him when things get a bit tough or whatever and just have him to kind of fall back on, I guess.
0: Yeah. Your mum is a nutritionist. Were you forced to only eat healthy food when you were growing up?
3: Um, I get asked this a lot. I, I wouldn't say I was forced, but obviously when you're younger, you're not really doing the grocery shops for yourself. So um, going into the pantry, there wasn't too much that wasn't great for you in, in the pantry. So kind of consisted of... Um, a lot of peanut butter sandwiches, you know, a lot of rice and tuna and stuff growing up. So, yeah, she was she was always good about it, though. You know, like maintained a good balance. But um, mm. yeah, definitely probably a bit more of a healthier upbringing than some kids.
0: Would you say that that's made you be the same?
3: Um, I'm getting I'm getting better. I think once I left home, I almost went the other way a wee bit because yeah. I was finally able to kind of. Um, I guess cook for myself and buy stuff for myself, so I developed a wee bit of a sweet tooth, but um, starting to kind of rein it in now, I guess, obviously mm. with, with rugby and stuff, so yeah.
2: Are you on a strict diet?
3: Um, yeah, you're not too strict, but for me I'm, I've been trying to put on weight the last kind of couple of years, um, just because, you know, obviously quite tall, but wee bit, wee bit skinny uh, coming through the ranks, so um, that's kind of been... I guess on a bit of a bulking program for the last couple of years, just trying to eat anything and everything I can. Um, (laughs) And then I guess the last year it's kind of started to to change a wee bit. But yeah, um, definitely a big focus on on what we're eating and stuff like that.
0: Hmm. Was the All Blacks game the first experience you had with rugby or have you always been around rugby?
3: Um, It was, but I can't really remember it too too well, to be fair, because I was about three months old. (laughs) But um, I think my first experience I had probably would have been that I can remember was... Um, When my older sister and older brother were playing rugby I used to come down and watch and I'd just run around on the sidelines and bare feet um, on frosty mornings um, down at our local rugby club and just itching to get out there and I think I started playing um, maybe the year after or something um, and just have so many great memories down at the local rugby club even if, you know, play a game during the day and then, you know... um, Parents will be in the club rooms having a couple of beers afterwards and all the kids are outside running around, you know, still playing. So I remember those days really fondly.
1: You and your family have a history of being outstanding at rowing. What made you choose rugby and do you still get in the boat for a row? Um,
3: I guess I, I probably chose rugby just because I enjoy it more. Um, rowing was awesome at school um, because of the camaraderie that kind of comes with it. So I was really lucky um, at school that we had a a great year group of rowers who were all pretty much best mates and you go away on rowing camps and stuff so you essentially kind of spend summer um, with your best mates and like yeah it involves a lot of hard training but um, you know you're you're doing it with guys that you enjoy hanging out with so I love that aspect of it at school but once you leave school you kind of well I don't know from my point of view at least it it seemed to be that you kind of lose that camaraderie a wee bit um, and yeah and, and the training's bloody hard and it can be quite take a bit of a of control of the I guess your lifestyle and stuff like that and um, not to say rugby's not but I enjoy rugby a lot more so I'm willing to kind of make those sacrifices for rugby whereas it kind of came down to not not being willing to do that for rowing so mm. um, I enjoyed my time rowing but I guess rugby was always always the one for me
2: I love Canterbury the Crusaders and the All Blacks what teams did you support when you were growing up
3: um so I was a bit, of a bit of a different one. Obviously I've lived in Christchurch for as long as I can remember but I was born in Dunedin so um, my dad and my older brother were always big Highlanders supporters. So yeah, I kind of grew up supporting the Highlanders which is why um, I guess when it came to it it made it a wee bit easier for me to leave um, leave Christchurch and go up to the Blues because it, it wasn't like I'd really supported the Crusaders the whole way through growing up. Um, so yeah, I was a big, big Highlanders fan growing up.
1: Our mum is from Dunedin as well So yeah, They yeah. constantly make fun of her Because <laughs> they're, they're not very good
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: What made you want to play for Canterbury Instead of Otago?
3: Um, I guess as I said I've always been from Canterbury um, And I came through the academy here uh, A lot of my mates are here And I guess they, they were the ones Who kind of gave me the first opportunity um, mm. And as I say I'm from from born in Dunedin, but I've lived in Christchurch my whole life, so it's still awesome to be able to represent Canterbury, um, and I guess represent my family and friends and stuff like that. Um, and I absolutely love it as well. It's an awesome group of boys, so I wouldn't change it for anything.
1: Yeah. Was it a hard decision moving from moving to Auckland f- uh, from Christchurch, especially because it's the Blues? So. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, now nah, it actually was very tough. Um, as I mentioned. Um, came to the academy here and stuff which was the crusaders academy so you know they gave a lot to me um and i owe a lot to them in terms of the type of player i've become today because i um the the academy manager and trainer that were in the academy there um were massive for me and i guess shaped me into the the person and player i am today so it was really tough to i guess kind of turn your back on them a wee bit but I guess when it came down to it, I kind of had to make a wee bit of a selfish decision as to what was best for me, um, or what I thought was best for me at the time, um, and I'm really glad I did it. Like I've, as I said, I've lived in Christchurch my whole life, and moving to Auckland kind of gave me a chance to get out of my comfort zone a wee bit and go and do something a wee bit different. Um, and then obviously I'm still coming back to play for Canterbury, so I kind of get a yeah. a nice balance between living in Auckland for six months of the year and then coming back and living in Christchurch for six months. So um, no, it was bloody tough at the time, had a lot of sleepless nights, kind of tossing and turning um, about what to do, but really glad I did it now.
0: Do you stay with your parents when you come down here, or do you have a
3: house? Uh, no, I'm actually working on getting a house at the moment. I've flatted in the past, um, so I had a, had a good wee set up where one of my friends plays for Tasman as well, so he heads up um, when I come back, so we used to just switch. But this year I've actually lived out at home, which was quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um, save a bit of money and then yeah hoping to hoping to buy a house soon
0: and what about up in Auckland do you have a house there
3: no no nah, nah, nah. I've got a flat up there so I flat with um boys from the team up there so uh, I think there's five of us who flatted together last year so a really good group of boys and that kind of made my transition up there a lot easier because yeah. going up there I didn't really know too many people um mm. and it was quite daunting I guess and I'll, I'll never forget the first day I moved into the flat I I think I stayed in my room for just about 24 hours straight because I was, you know, a bit nervous to go out there and see everyone because I was a wee bit younger than them. Um, but, yeah, got to know them really well now and, and they're really close mates of mine, which is cool. Who
1: who do you flat with up there? Uh,
3: so my first year I flatted with uh, Tom Robinson, uh, James Lay and Adrian Choate, and then last year I flatted with uh, Adrian Choate, Tom Robinson, Ricky Riccatelli. Uh, in Finlay Christie and then Zahn Sullivan lived with us for a wee bit as well so yeah quite a big flat lot going on um, couple of big food bills but yeah it was it was really enjoyable year
2: Nice. Mm. What's it like travelling to lots of places? What are the good things and what are the bad things?
3: Uh, it's awesome, it's awesome. It's one of the reasons I love rugby. Um, it's a wee bit sad that we don't get to go to South Africa now but going to Aussie like I think um, my, I think it was my second year we went to all five Aussie places at at one stage or the other, whether it was just stopping over or whatever, and absolutely love it, absolutely love just going to see new places, Um, love being on tour with the boys and kind of getting to know them and um, going out for coffees together, um, playing cards in the hotel room and stuff. Those are the good things. The weather. (laughs) The weather, exactly, exactly over in Sydney. It's always nice over there. Um, I don't know, there's not too many bad things to be fair. I think I'm a pretty... um, fussy sleeper so sometimes sharing a room I guess can be you know not the best but you get used to it pretty quickly so um not too many bad things about traveling away to be fair.
2: Oh nice. Who do you look up to and why?
3: Um it's a really good question actually uh I think a lot of my my family like my parents and even my older siblings um and my younger sibling for that matter, better not leave her out she'll get pretty grumpy um <laughs> No, I think, yeah, I think my family, like, um, all really hard workers, uh, have worked really hard to get to where they are today, um, both mum and dad and then, and then siblings as well, so I guess just seeing what they do and being inspired by that, um, and I guess being inspired to be yourself as well, um, both my dad and older sister are very outgoing Mm. characters and, um. Don't really care too much what people think about them, so I guess that's something that's quite inspirational as well. And um, I guess you're yeah, just trying to emulate their work ethic, and, and I guess just yeah, f- take follow in their footsteps.
0: Are you are you the youngest? And how many siblings do you have?
3: No, nah, so I've got four siblings. Um, I've got an older sister, an older brother, and then a younger sister. So I'm middle child.
2: My favourite f- food is fried chicken. Shout out to Bobby Wayne at CNC Chicken and Cornbread. Describe your favourite meal.
3: Uh, I don't mind fried chicken, but uh, I'm a sucker for a good burger and chips um, from anywhere, to be fair. Burger fuel, bacon bros, um, any kind of restaurant or anything. Um, Beef or chicken burger doesn't matter. It's just that's probably my one weakness, to be fair.
0: What is the biggest challenge being a professional sports person?
3: Um, There's a lot of challenges. One that I kind of didn't anticipate was... um, the mental challenge of being able to kind of, um, I guess, prepare for a game week in, week out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone always talks about the physical toll it takes on your body and whatever. Um, but I think that the tough part that I found is each week you you're kind of mentally preparing to play a big game, and you have to get yourself to that point where you're ready to, you know, go to battle with with your mates. Um, and I guess it can be quite draining at times, and you know you're worried about trying to nail all those little things during the week. You know your sleep, your recovery, your preview, your review, all that stuff. Um, and I guess doing that week after week after week can be taxing. But there's a lot of ways you can work around it as well, um, like doing things you enjoy. So like for me, I enjoy playing golf. So getting out on our day off and doing that with some mates is a great way to unwind. But that's a challenge that I've that I've found um, I didn't really anticipate. Um, and I guess initially in my first couple of years, maybe struggled with a wee bit.
0: Mm. What advice would you give to young people that would like to make sport their career?
3: It's um, a really good question, I think. To be fair, I still consider myself quite young, you know. I've only been um, playing professionally for a couple, two or three years now. But um, I guess just you've got to make sure you're doing what you love. Um, You know, because you're going to have to work bloody hard for it, and it's and you're going to have to do a lot of long hours when nobody's kind of watching, I guess. And if you don't enjoy it, then that's you're probably not going to do that. You know, Um, that's the thing for me. Like, it is it is a lot of hard work, uh, a lot of training and stuff, but. You know as long as you're enjoying it that kind of makes it a lot easier and always kind of has that light at the end of the tunnel i guess when it gets hard so yeah i guess just make sure you're doing something you love and just stick at it
0: next time you're at the beach why don't you head along to peer people at 103 seaview road new Brighton, and christchurch at peer people you can find great quality clothing items amazing art from local artists and stunning virtual reality experiences if you need something printed on a t-shirt or hoodie peer people are the best people for the job shop local and head down to peer people
1: what are your goals for the next two years?
3: Um, I'd love to win a championship uh, with the Blues. So we won a Trans-Tasman title, which a lot of people don't consider a proper title. A couple of years ago, so um, other than that, the last one we won was in 2003. So it's been 20 years now. So um, it would be awesome to do that for the city um, and for for the group we've had quite a similar group the last kind of three or four years and everyone's come bloody close but just haven't quite got over the hump um, so that'd be awesome and then same with Canterbury, win a, win a title with Canterbury as well, similar thing like we would have a different past with Canterbury like had a very successful past, winning a lot of titles in the last kind of 10-15 years but the last five years or so had a bit of a dry run and, and again come pretty close but um, you know, we've got a group that, that wants it. So those are, I guess, two pretty massive goals. And then um, from more of an individual perspective, um, I guess obviously making the All Blacks is the big one that, that every rugby player dreams of and, and a lot of kids in New Zealand will dream of. So that's obviously one that's um, always in the back of the mind. But I think for me first, just um, really keen to try and, yeah, go out there and have an awesome season with the Blues and try and, try and win the title and I guess just go from there.
2: It'll be hard to win with the Satyrs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, they've
3: set the benchmark for the last couple of years, so it's not going to be easy.
1: Nah, come play for the Crusaders, then you'll win. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my favourite players are Rich Moanga, Reese Adi Savia, Billy Harmon, and Grace Brooker. Who is your favourite player and why?
3: it's um, a good question because I don't want to blow up anyone's head too much because, <laughs> you know, they're, they're all, all my good mates. But... Um, no, I think one player I look up to and I guess is, is you could say is my favourite player is Tom Robinson. Uh, living with him, um, he was massive for me coming in. As I said, I didn't really know anyone too well and um, he's one of the hardest workers you'll ever find. Um, he's always doing something to better his game, whether it's at training or after training or um, whether it's physical stuff or mental stuff, Like he's always just going that extra mile um, and he's a bloody good guy as well who's, who's expresses himself and, and is, is himself regardless of what others think. So I think, um, yeah, that's someone I guess I look up to from a playing perspective and wanting to kind of emulate what he, what he brings uh, both on and off the field.
0: Yeah. At Aotaafeti, we're a part of E2 Tangata, which is about helping people understand and tackle tall poppy syndrome. You have value others matter, and we succeed together are the three elements of Etu Tangata. Have any of these elements played a role in your sporting career and how?
3: Um, I think, like, I guess, as you say, being a team sport, um, you're never going to succeed in in rugby or any other team sport without the help of your teammates. Mm. Um, And I think the quicker you realise that, the the more successful you're going to be, you know? Like, you can't... It's not like boxing or tennis or whatever where it comes down to one individual um, if you want to succeed you're going to need your teammates to be to be right there with you so um you know I think re- realizing the value in that and mm. I guess trying to um uplift the team and and um create value that way and understand that um you're a very small part of, of a big team so I guess yeah. trying to just do your part um to not be the the weak link, I guess So like that's something that that drives me a wee bit is not wanting to let my teammates down because they they're kind of relying on on me to do a job and expect me to do that. So whether it be doing my training in the off season or when I'm out on the on the field, just not wanting to let them down.
2: I really like putting on big hits. What's your favourite thing? Smashing people, scoring tries, a great line out take, or something else?
3: Um. Oh, well, I love scoring tries but I don't score too many of them, so I don't know if it can be that. Um, I think a good line out steal for me is pretty awesome. Or um, or if you come up with a with a set piece move or something and that comes off in a game. Um, we had one this year against Tasman which um, the the kind of line out leaders for Canterbury all kind of dreamed up on a on a Monday morning and you know, it was a bit of a long shot, but it came off and we are all just kind of jumping around on the mm. field going nuts because, you know, it was it was pretty unlikely, but managed to pull it off. So, yeah, I think either a line-out steal or a good line-out move coming off for me is is what, what gets me the most excited.
1: Yeah. Is it hard to switch provinces and play against your teammates in NPC and Super Rugby?
3: Nah, it's not. It's almost easier, to be fair. Um, <laughs> I absolutely love it. It's kind of that old thing of um, you always go harder when you're playing against your mates. So, um, no, I really look forward to it. And, you know, obviously we're all very competitive and even when you're in the same team as them at trainings, people are trying to take each other's heads off. So, no, once you come up against them um, in Super Rugby, there's no real friends on the field, but um, that's the awesome part is once the whistle goes at the end and, you know, everyone catches up and has a beer in the change rooms afterwards. So... No, it's, it's one of the things I really love about rugby is you can be as close as you want with someone, but as soon as you cross, cross the white lines, it's all, all bets are off. It's game time. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: How did you deal with the setback when you broke your arm?
3: Yeah, um, I've been pretty fortunate, to be fair, in my, in my career so far to not have any seriously major injuries, so it um, was a bit of a different one. Um, I think I was pretty lucky, to be fair. Uh, like, it came at the end of, well, kind of tail end of Super Rugby, so mm-hmm. I missed a decent chunk of that and missed finals, which was probably the really tough part. Um, but it, also a lot of my rehab time was um, over the break between Super Rugby and NPC, so I didn't actually miss too many games. I think I might have missed seven or eight games in the, in the end, but it was really tough. But I think um, one thing that I've always learnt through the kind of academy days from being back down here is um, a kind of setback or something always presents an opportunity in some other way. So for me, it was a chance to focus on my uni work, um, focus on just catching up with some mates that are in Auckland that I haven't seen. Um, went away on a holiday to Sydney with some mates from school. So I guess just focus on some aspects of your life that that when you're in the kind of week to week grind of the season that you might not get to do. So um, no, it was good to just I guess unwind for a wee bit, but um, obviously, it was very tough having to miss those those finals games and not be out there with the boys, but that's kind of, I guess, the way of sport. Mm.
2: What is it like to have fans?
3: Oh, you're asking the wrong person, mate. <laughs> I don't know what it's like. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm being honest. I don't think I've got too many fans, but I think having fans at the game is really cool. Um, like, you know... Played in some games, we played in one in Christchurch um, couple a couple of times where it's a big crowd and um, really loud and to be honest when you're out there you don't notice it too much but there's every now and then where you just kind of hear that white noise when someone makes a break or something and it's, it's a pretty special way the atmosphere that, that you get to play in and then um, I guess seeing the fans come on the field after the games like we had for Canterbury this year is always really cool as well um, you know. Half the times I don't think the kids know, know who we are, but, um, you know, they've got a smile on their face and just happy to see us. So, um, you know, I guess it's pretty awesome being able to, you know, make someone smile and maybe, um, you know, make a part of their day, which is always quite, quite rewarding.
2: Mm. You've just finished your exams. What are you studying and why is it important to do other things beyond sport?
3: Uh, I'm studying a commerce degree at um, at the uni in Canterbury here. Um, my mum and dad have always been really massive on pushing me to to keep, um, you know, studying outside of rugby, just because you know you, you never know when it can be taken away. Like as you said, I broke my arm at the start of the year and that put me out for a while. Um, I've had a couple of concussions earlier on in, in my career, and you know. You might go out there to play one day and get a career-ending concussion or a really bad neck injury or something like that and all of a sudden it gets taken away really quickly so, you know, we are pretty fortunate as rugby players to um, get a bit of time off from training so, um, you know, it's it's not too difficult to just chip away at some study and, and just do that in the background so I am doing my degree very slowly which um, my siblings and parents like to Take the mickey out of me a wee bit for, but um, I'm getting there and I'll hopefully get it, get my degree one day.
0: Would you say that, because um, a lot of sports have quite a short career in the span of different sort of things, yeah? So, would you say that it's important to always have another thing because it's not a, a whole life career, obviously? Yeah,
3: yeah, 100%. I mean, I think there was a stat um, around. I guess the career, the lifespan of careers of rugby and a lot of them are quite short as you say so um, if you're lucky you might play to your 35, 36 but then you've still got another 30 years or so of your working life so um, it is really important to, well to me at least, to chip away at something and a a lot of people do other things. Some people start up businesses, some people might do a trade or whatever but for me um, studying was was what I kind of chose to do so... um, yeah, I think as you say, there's a there's a long, long time of life outside of rugby, yeah. so got to make sure I kind of look after that aspect as well.
2: Hmm.
0: Vern Cotter is a new Blues coach. Uh, is it exciting to have some someone different? Yeah,
3: I think so. I mean, I think um, what Leon did for the Blues um, the last kind of three or four years was awesome and he really took us to a new level. Um, It's obviously great for him to be moving on but as you say it is it is really exciting having a new coach um you know it just brings a bit of extra excitement amongst the group you know everyone's a wee bit you know unsure about what he might bring and and all that but um now the general feel around the group is is you know there's a good buzz around it around Mm. what he's going to bring and from what i've heard he's a really hard-nosed guy who's going to steer us in the right direction so um i'm really looking forward to getting up there and and getting stuck into it
0: Mm. You are about to start pre-season training. Apparently, that it's intense. What kind of things do you have to do?
3: Yeah, it can be very intense. Uh, I think it's got, from what I've heard, it's actually got a wee bit better um, in recent times. A lot of the older boys will tell some pretty, um, pretty terrible stories about what they had to do back in the day. But basically, it's a lot of, a lot of fitness, uh, a lot of running, a lot of gym sessions. Um, and they just kind of push you push you to your limits i guess but it's it's what you need um, one thing we do or we have done i think we've got a new trainer this year so maybe not this year but one thing we've done with the blues the last couple of years is we do hill sprints so um they kind of set out these these poles at different mountains in auckland and we kind of travel around in vans and have to run literally just sprint up the hill walk down sprint Ow. up the hill for 30, 45 minutes or so, so the boys always, um, <laughs> I guess, dread that or weave it, but mm. um, no, they're really good sessions, and as I say, you know, it, it can be quite, quite rewarding afterwards because you're doing it with your mates and you know that once you've done it that, you know, you've banked a good amount of training, so um, it, is, it is bloody tough and intense, but you always kind of look back at it and, and enjoy it afterwards.
2: Mm. Nice. If you could play for any team, what would it be and Why?
3: Any sport as well? Any sport. Uh, I'd probably play for the Golden State Warriors, to be fair. Um, massive basketball fan, um, massive Warriors and Steph Curry fan, uh, which I often get ripped out for being a bit of a bandwagon, but I promise I'm a day one fan. <laughs> um, but no, that'd be awesome. I think, you know, obviously the money over there is unbelievable, but even just playing with some of those guys and against some of those guys in the NBA would just be unbelievable. Um, I am way too slow and unathletic to be anywhere near that, unfortunately, <laughs> but um, a man can dream. At the height? What yeah. position would you play? Oh, I don't know. I'd probably have to be a centre, but I'm not tall enough for that, and I'm too slow to be anything else, so <laughs> <laughs> I'd be no good. What
2: well, are you talking about um, them transferring Chris Paul? Like,
3: yeah, looks like it's been a good pick-up so far. Early doors, so we have to see how it works out later on in the season, but looking good so far
2: nice what's your favorite ice cream flavor
3: oh that's a good one um my on my ice cream water i'll usually get a double scoop and i'll get goody goody gumdrops and gold rush usually um maybe throwing cookies and cream in there sometimes but that's those are kind of my top three i guess
1: where do you store your medals and important rugby stuff
3: um well i haven't actually got too many medals for rugby yet <laughs> Hopefully a few more to come in the in the near future, but I've got a few for rowing um, and I've got a couple caps as well from rugby which I've got hanging on my wall at home. Mm. Um, so a lot of it's just in my room at home, um, either up on the wall or just in, in the cupboard there, but um, I've seen a few of the boys who've got some pretty awesome setups at their houses with, with some of their memorabilia, so I guess once I hopefully get my own place, I'll be able to um, have a bit more of a setup with it and, and do all that because I think it's quite cool to guess have that there and, and be able to have the memories that come with it
1: displayed yeah
3: yeah exactly yeah
1: yeah what kind of music do you listen to
3: um i, I actually listen to a, a very wide range of music um i do get ripped out of it because i listen to some music that people could consider quite girly uh, at times <laughs> um, but growing up with an older sister she kind of shaped my music taste to weave it so um, i've got her to blame for that but now, very wide range. Um, I've been enjoying a bit of country music recently, so got into that, um, which is, I guess, what I've been enjoying at, at, at the moment.
2: What's your favourite song? At
3: yeah. the moment, or yeah. all time? At the moment. Um, there's a new one that's just come out um, called Northern Attitude by Noah Khan and uh, Hosier, I think, which is which I've been enjoying. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: All time.
3: All time, or I don't know. That's too. That's too. Too tough of a question to answer on the spot I think I'd have to have a big think about it.
1: Do you have an all-time artist?
3: Uh, no. Nah, again I've got too many I've got <laughs> too many off the top of my head you're putting me on the spot here and I can't, <laughs> I can't think.
2: Well that's it for the interview we'd like to say thanks for coming and talking to us we realize you're super busy and we really appreciate you giving up some of your spare time to chat with us we love hearing from amazing sports people hearing about their day-to-day lives and how about and about how sport can have a positive impact on us. Thank you.
3: Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much for having me.
2: Thank, Thank you. you. This is The Huddle Sports Passion Positivity.
1: Yeah, man. It's that boy, Bobby Wayne, man. You know how he do, it, man. Coming to you live, my chicken coop. CNC, baby. Hello.
2: Go check out Bobby Wayne at CNC Chicken and Cornbread. You'll find him at the Garage on Pages Road. Bobby opens at 11.30 till he's sold out Wednesday to Saturday.